0: Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome oh. to the TOVG podcast. Yeah. My name is George Weedman. You are in here tonight with Jimmy Belikoff and Matt Visual, as the as per usual. The lights and are wh- dim. Why, why, why am I doing this?
1: <laughs> oh, because well, we're setting the mood right now. We're setting it for a, a sexy are. podcast. Yeah. We are. Why, why are. why am I trying? I don't know. Um, oh, because you're getting in the mood for later, right, George? No, I'm
0: not. Shut up. So so, hey guys, we really like video games, right, guys? <laughs>
1: right. That's right. not all we like, George. Right, George. <laughs> I don't
0: know what you're talking about. And um, so this week, I I'm afraid I haven't been able to catch up on the news as much as usual because I've been hammering away at The Witcher a lot, which is ridiculous. I should have which done one? it back the first one. Okay. I should have done it back when you were playing it. However, I. Um, ended up, I guess, kind of biding my time to just play all the other games in the world, all of them. Um, but yeah, like, hammering away at this thing for, I don't know, I want to say 50 hours between the past uh, two weeks. Nice. Well, the thing is, that's not too terrible. However, I also read the book. Oh. Which is just more hours, which is actually fine. I got through with the book <laughs> way faster than I did the game. So how did how does the book hold up to the game? Interestingly. So the game's based <laughs> off of a long series of um like pulpy Dungeons and Dragons forgotten realm style like early to to late 90s um, Dungeons and Dragons uh, novels. Kind of, sort of. They they have their own unique spin on that concept, but um, they were really, really popular in Poland for a while and never, ever got translated until 2007 when the first game came out. And even then, they only translated a collection of short stories that the first novel is based off of. So they mm. haven't even done, like, the first... They didn't do the first real... Oh, God, I'm trying to remember how, how it works. It's so complicated because... There's a series of Witcher novels and then two Witcher anthologies that are collections of short stories. And what all the fans recommend people read first is the um, chronologically first anthology, which is not actually the first one published because it turns out it's a collection of short stories that this guy was publishing in magazines before he went over to books because by the time Mm -hmm. he went over to books, he was already writing sequels to his short stories. I see. So this is actually like The Last Wish is the one I'm reading through and when you pull up a list of like published Witcher books it's actually like number two on the list and you're supposed to go from number two to number three on the list because the third published book was another anthology and then you go to number one on the list which was the first novel which is a sequel to both of those anthologies. Right. It's, it's crazy and it was yeah. also a lot of fun.
1: Interesting. It's, so you've um, been enjoying the the whole experience. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm totally immersing myself in it, like like deep, deep down. I'm gonna read a book and play a game, and then read a book and play the next game, and then read the third a third book and play the final game. And I'm thinking about making this a video series and which is gonna be so fun.
2: I mean, you did do a you did do a video on video game books before, didn't you?
0: Mm-hmm. And the difference yeah, here, I r- though, I remember
2: that. I, I like that video a lot. One <laughs> one of the uh,
0: commenters to that video said, "You should do a video about video games based off books rather than books based off video games, because then you get <laughs> to play Stalker and The Witcher, and it would be a lot more fun." <laughs> and they weren't wrong; they were so <laughs> right because. um... The the game, I feel like uh, they were able to step right into making a Witcher game fairly smoothly, even though it's a super duper janky product. But they have a much a much more interesting world than than your usual Dungeons and Dragons style WRPG because mm-hmm. of um, how much not necessarily like world building and coherency there is to this world, but rather like a, a sense of cunning literary irony behind it all like like the mm. books are written with um a whole bunch of well the short stories that I was reading um oh sorry were <laughs> little episodic monster hunts where Geralt uh talks to some villagers finds out they're having problems well, he doesn't really talk to villagers and finds out they're having problems so much as he talks to, like, the rich people who are lying to him. He goes and mm-hmm. finds the monster, finds out the story is more complicated, and then has to, like, decide if if the, the werewolf who the nobles curse to become a monster really counts as a monster or something. That's not actually one of the stories. That's just, like, the motif. Ah. And, and it's really, um... I want to say the reason why it's fun is because of those plot twists, but the reasons why it got so super duper popular in Eastern Europe and nowhere else is because Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be referencing a lot of um, Eastern European folklore, which was another really thing to look into because as it turns out, it's really hard to like dig up a solid list of like truly culturally Slavic folk tales from before when everyone converted to Christianity, because mm-hmm. um, they they didn't write a whole lot of everything down before the Northern Crusades, and a lot of their um, like uh, religious artifacts and idols were made out of wood and and put in the ground and buried on purpose as as part as part of the culture. So they mm-hmm. there aren't a lot of um, there are a lot of actually surviving stories and idols, but like far far less than. Than what you get elsewhere, like I guess um, a lot of us are kind of raised off of Greco-Romani stories and legends, and right. and that's like it's it's so so dominant compared to others that have kind of existed but just ended up getting like destroyed through the forces of history so you have this thing here that's very much a traditional dungeons and dragons tolkienian fantasy adventure that's super schlocky and everything but also has a nice little little bit of exotic flavoring to it that's so that's so fun right
2: that's cool Mm -hmm.
0: and also the game's just as good as i remembered it i mean i know matt and i were going on a few weeks ago well, it's actually like worse than I remember it in some ways, but still holds up in so yeah, many other ways.
1: Right. Are you are you laughing with the, the B movie quality uh, cutscenes?
0: Yeah, there's you, like you a scene at the them. end where where our hero jumps over a crumbling chasm. Yes, yes. And there's no sound effect <laughs> for for the chasm crumbling beneath his jump. Yeah, like you expect man. there to be a sound, instead there's just like music awkwardly playing in the background.
1: Oh. Oh, and the so sound of good. there
0: is one sound effect and it is wind it's just a wind noise
1: oh. oh sounds
0: good dude it's so good
1: it's so good i had a i i put a, a montage of a lot of bad voice acting mo- of in the, in the review and it was just like it's so many to pick from i had so many i was like man i just want to make one video just full of just all these moments just that was terribleness.
0: The, the hardest thing to get used to. Like, it's hard to notice when you're playing the second game. Because the second game doesn't have super-duper great animation and voice acting either. It just has okay voice acting and animation. Yeah. Which, compared to the first game, is, like, fucking oscar worthy <laughs> yes
1: yes it is it's so <laughs> weird how they just pro- you know they progress through the series and they get better and better and i'm like man i, I wonder why do these people like this series but it <laughs> is it it is it is good though it is good it's just there's so many problems with it and i i i feel like all i've heard has been good things from the witcher People, you know, and usually it, it, <laughs> people have like this little hipster, like, "Oh, the way the Witcher is not that good." <laughs> you know, and I never hear that. I always hear that, "Oh, the witch is a good series. You should play it." Yeah,
0: but I mean, I, I, what I'm gonna say in my video is, it's like so bad that it's good. Like, I don't know, like it's charmingly, um, like a schlocky production, but there's so much heart and soul put into these characters and this city mm. that it takes place in that that you just don't get off in so many ways like it was very very clearly not designed by committee at all it, it was made by like a bunch of nerdy fantasy fans who who wanted to bring their beloved book series unique to Poland to life and share it with the rest of
1: the world it's it's freaking adorable how bad it is it <laughs> yeah, it really is i i don't know i i haven't played anything quite like it especially now that the third game is out and the third game is really really solid Compared to the first two, it's so weird. It's like, man, like, wow, how do you get from here to here? And Oh, the, 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 the journey. I, I would love to see, like, just ask them questions of, you know, what, what was the philosophy back then and, what, you know, what things they couldn't put into the game back then. You know, mm-hmm. what did they have to cut and everything? Because th- the open world and everything fits so well with The Witcher 3. It's like this is what they wanted to make oh, way back. Oh yeah,
0: you've been playing it. I, I remember you got I review beat copies, it. didn't you? I beat it. Yeah. Uh, and and I mean, mm. I don't want I don't want to be spoiled or anything, but I've seen like very very brief snippets of footage, and all of a sudden everyone's face looks good, <laughs> and all of a <laughs> yeah. sudden the voices are good. Like an incredible leap in in production values happens yeah. between all three games. It's like the more money they have, they
1: actually use it wisely, and Imagine they make a really that. good game. I know, right? Like, whoa, yeah, right, whoa. It's like, does that happen? Yes, apparently it does. They the, they kept growing and growing, and they just got better and better. <laughs> it, Dang. It, if if anyone like, oh, it just you just don't see that a lot, you know. Not to say it doesn't happen, but it's just it's just if you played, if you it, you're gonna experience it, George, you're gonna play through them, and you are going to be like, damn. Like, they changed a lot of stuff between one and two, and then you're going to go to three, and you're like, holy crap. Okay, this all fits into place. This works very well. Oh, wow, the open world is not a gimmick? Oh, wait, hold up. what? Is it? Like, I don't know, man. I, I'm not going to say anything more. It's it's good. It's a good process between all three, and uh, it should be in game books, <laughs> game design, you know, in the future. It should be in those textbooks. Really? Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> textbooks. Textbooks. Text. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Maybe so, I'm over so, exaggerating, but yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, you, you seem to really, really like it. And well the thing yeah. is I can't I can't allow myself to watch your videos until I beat these games. I, I I actually went in reverse order from two to one and then I'm gonna go from one to two again and do everything. All the oh, decisions are I going did. the other way. And then yeah. I'm gonna hit number three. But um I I I I've been going on. What what have you guys been up to?
2: Um let's see. Uh, playing some WoW like usual. Mm-hmm. Um, right. playing some Splatoon. Yep. there we
1: go. Me too. Uh, a
2: few, well, a few things to say about Splatoon, I guess. Some new maps and guns came out, and the guns are really cool. And the maps, I'm actually kind of upset with. Ooh. And I don't. I don't want to say upset, but they're not
1: fantastic.
2: I feel like there is some odd design going on in they these They just maps. came
1: out? Like, last um, week? Yeah, like last
0: week. They, they, they've they been cranking them out.
2: Yeah, I, like, I feel like they had content that they were sitting on, and it's, yeah. this is, like, a slow roll so that people, like, learn the game and then get accustomed to it, and then, you know, then they start adding variations because if they had, you know, I, it, we're, we're up, like, five or six guns from when we started with Splatoon. Um... And so, if they have, would have given people like, you know, like almost 30 guns right from the start, then it'd be confusing. But with that, you know, starting amount of guns, it's much easier to like get into the game. And then now, you know, you could learn the more, you know, finesse kind of stuff that comes out. But I don't know what these new maps, man. Like, I, I like my, my Splatoon stock maps that we started with. I love Salt Spray Rig, is like my favorite. Walleye Warehouse, really great. Um, yeah, skate park Black Belly Skate Park is awesome. Uh, they released Port Arowana and what's that mall one? There's a mall, I don't remember what it's called. It's th- those are pretty good, but then they came out with Kelp Dome, and I just don't even know what the uh, hell they're talking Okay, Kelp okay, yeah, Dome. I played
1: on these, yeah, I played on these. I, I don't like that map very much, I have to agree. It's, uh, okay, so
2: for, for context for George or anybody who hasn't played Splatoon, uh, the two new maps that came out are. Kelp Dome, and I can't remember the name of the other one. Uh, do you happen to remember it, Yeah, uh,
1: there's Blackberry Skate Park, there's uh, Salt Spray Rig, there's uh, Oh, the mall! Oh.
2: The, what, no, not the mall. No? That other new one where you're like it's it's all above water and outside. Oh. It's the, the thing with the Kelp Dome and this other map that just came out is they're both from the single player. There are two single player scenarios where you fight against Octolings which are like the bad guy Inklings. And uh, you you fight them on these like multiplayer setup maps, but they weren't in multiplayer at the time. And now they released them, and now I'm realizing I don't want these because they're kind of bad.
1: Do they have <laughs> sections where you uh, where there's glass and you can't uh, put your ink on it? Is that um, what it is?
2: Okay, well, like the biggest issue that I have with these is there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of chain link walkways. Uh, which if you if you try and squid on anything that's chain link you fall through it, which is fine Because they usually have it like oh, you know Here's a wall and then there's a chain link thing at the top and then there's like a pathway from there So you like you squirt the wall and then you climb up through the chain link and then you you can walk around on it Now you have a vantage point, but it's kind of like you know you're, you're like putting yourself out like you stick out like a sword thrown. but these are like here's the main walkway that you're gonna be fighting on a lot And now we're going to take away your ability to squid or else you fall through and die. And it's like, okay, why? Like, for what purpose does this serve? It just slows down the gameplay and makes me incredibly vulnerable here. There's literally no reason to be there. Like, it just pretty much, like, like, Kelp Dome is like a big flat circle with some square walls in it. And then there's a huge, like, catwalk over it. But the catwalk is all fucking chain link. And so if you're up on the catwalk, anybody below you can shoot you, anybody on the catwalk can shoot you, and you have nowhere to hide as a squid. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, why? So it's like like,
0: like, the only fast route, and it's also a death trap?
2: Well, it's not even a fast route, because since you can't squid, you move at walking speed. Oh. Because squid through your ink moves much faster than walking.
0: I'm, I'm looking at pictures of it, and it looks like a mess. Uh, oh,
1: you found I mean, the name for the second one because I, I I'm trying to because I came into I'm, the game a little bit late, so I about. came in with well when Kel- Kelp Dome was already there, so I don't know yeah. which one is new and which one is the, old.
2: The Kelp Dome is the one I'm talking about with the walkways overhead. Yeah, I don't I don't like that one.
1: Mm-mm. I I don't like it. I often uh, yeah need
2: to look up. Let me see if I can find the name of the other
0: one. So how does how does map rotation and Splatoon work again? Like can't everyone like just
2: vote away from Kelp Dome? No, you can't vote at all. Uh, oh, that's great. Every, essentially, every four hours, they switch which two maps are in uh, Turf War and which two maps are in Splat Zones. Um, and so, I, I kind of like it because when, you ha- when you're when you stuck on two maps for, you know, four hours, you get your practice in on that and it's not like you never know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're playing with people who are also like, okay, we yeah, we just played these two maps like five times in a row, so we know what we're doing. So, that's kind of cool. Um... It's not the
1: underpass, is it? Because I don't like that map either. Urchin
2: underpass? It's not that. It is... Let me see if I can find it. I guess this one is not too bad, but yeah.
1: What is the new one? It's not
2: Port Mackerel. Yeah, that's what I was like. Bluefin Depot is what it's called. Bluefin Depot. I love how they have Spongebob names. I mean, it's just aquatic-themed names. Okay. I mean, I'm just being realistic here. It's just aquatic-themed names. (laughs) I know it's just uh i actually uh, didn't play on this map yet i played it once and i was like never again uh bluefin depot almost looks like a call of duty
1: map it does
2: doesn't it except for think of call of duty where if you if you walk on certain things you either have to go slow or you fall through and die
1: i oh man those moments like it's rare but it's always map design that gets you in those moments where you're just stuck
2: yeah and and it's like Bluefin Depot is designed really weird because there's no middle of the map. There are the two spawn sides, which have a lot of, like, those those mesh catwalks, and then there's, in between those are two different, like, big flat zones, and then they have a huge gap in the middle, so it's essentially a, a huge square with empty in the middle, but, like, there's no way to, like, cut across the map and get somebody who's doing... Like, if there's somebody on the other side of the square that's doing something, you're kind of fucked because it's, like, there's no quick way to get to them. So I really don't like it. I mean, I, I feel like maps like uh, Black Belly Skate Park or or whatever, they have, like, a, oh, I can go over that top middle thing or I can, you know, get a vantage point. And this one is just, like, either spread out properly and, and spread evenly or, like, you just get steamrolled. It's like a it's one tactic wins kind of thing as far as I've
1: seen at least so I don't know yeah but uh, Splatoon um I I I I it's fun it's fun
2: I, oh yeah no it's
0: great well, yeah, I, yeah, I you jumped like wouldn't, in. wouldn't be getting that deep into it unless you were
1: yeah in, like,
0: like
2: like yeah
1: I I, I I bought it and I don't know what I was expecting I just kind of like you know what I don't have many games for the Wii U I'm gonna try it out bought it. Um and of course of course I had to I had to get me my first A <laughs> Oh no. Oh no. oh no oh no i wanted it's my okay. little school <laughs> outfit i want my little girl school outfit and yeah. i wanted to get it and uh, that's the only way i'm not addicted so i i, I can easily Wait, just not get any girl outfit
2: yeah yeah you- uh, the amiibos for splatoon come with challenges that are like the single player levels but you have to do them with different weapons mm-hmm. and uh, if you beat several of them you get uh a
1: lot of get, cash uh,
2: yeah cash and you get gear that you could do so like the, the girl Splatoon Amiibo gives you like a, a like traditional school outfit, like anime school outfit. um, And then I think one of them gives you like pretty much like Gundam armor, which is weird.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like I was going to get the guy one. I was like, no, nah, I'm going to get the girl one because I like the school girl outfit and instead. It look, kind of looks like a Harry Potter outfit with her standing on it um, on her sniper like a broom. But yeah. um, I I like it because even if I win or lose, I kind of enjoy just inking everything. It's like if you know, not joking about OCD, but if you have OCD, like this is like just like just covering everything with your with your. I was about to say milk again, ink, <laughs> and yeah. um, and it's it's satisfying. It's weirdly satisfying to do. Mm, um, it is, and uh, you know, it, I've had a lot of moments where. You catch some people like the once you get to like level six or something, you start to getting into um, uh, with a lot of high levels. Right. Where they have Mm -hmm. crazy loadouts and everything. Yeah. And it gets a lot harder. But in the beginning, man, it's so easy just to kill the whole team. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. They don't pay attention. You know, they look like they don't <laughs> know how to shoot Probably shooting up in the air and you're right in front of them. It's great. great. But, yeah. yeah, it's really satisfying to get those, to sneak up because of, um, you know, y- if using sneaking tactic or, or mm-hmm. what, depending on which weapon you're using, especially if you do like the slam down, the dunk with, uh, with the roller is pretty tight oh, as yeah. well. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh! You know, guy, because usually with a roll, if someone's coming after you, you spray in front of you so he won't roll uh-huh. and roll you over because it's a one-roll kill. Right. Um, <laughs> one roll. But yeah, so if you're if you're smart, you'll try to zoom around him and and just like whack him. It's oh so satisfying. <laughs> it's like it's like uh, blowing someone up in, in Gears of War. It's, it's the equivalent. Yeah. yeah. But yeah.
2: Yeah, it's super good. Um, I mean, I I have not dipped in my enjoyment of the game at all uh i'm climbing up ranked slowly uh it gets I, I was trying to climb the other day and then they had kelp dome in ranked and so i was like this is the worst map ever <laughs> and so i stopped playing for a while but um yeah i, I like i want to get to a plus in ranked and i want to like unlock all the guns and i want to get like a gear set that i'm happy with because like uh you know on all of your all of your uh, cosmetic gear you have like abilities that change your character slightly yeah. Well, um, you know, the low-level ones, they come with uh, one main ability and one side ability, and then, you know, level two ones come with two side abilities, and level three ones come with three side abilities, which is the max. And, you know, normally you'd think that, okay, I'm only going to be using these level three gears later, but once you hit 20, you can pay that, that sea urchin guy in the back alley, and he <laughs> can upgrade your gear so that any of them can have three slots, and then he can re-roll your gear If you don't like the abilities on it. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, it's really tight because that means, you know, once you hit level 20 and you really don't have much to spend your cash on anymore, you can now focus on, like, okay, I like all of these cosmetic items together. Like, this is the set that I want to wear to look cool. Now I can upgrade it and make it, like, actually useful to play the game with as well. So it doesn't, like, limit you to, like, oh, everybody looks the same because they all have the quote-unquote optimal set or whatever.
1: I, I kind so. of like that type of RNG. You know, there's mm-hmm. not a lot of RNG, but it's just that that one thing you can keep spinning it to to make sure you get like a, a good combination to right, of, of right. abilities. I feel like once you get that good combination of abilities, it's like you feel awesome. You know, yeah, you've made it. it, it that's the type of feeling I got when I played Maple Story, and they mm-hmm. had that in there. But except uh, that was uh, um, um, pay to win. And that right. was absolutely terrible for my wallet. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: yeah, I don't know. If, if you have not delved into abilities at all, I highly recommend Stealth Swim. That's, like, my favorite main ability.
1: Oh, yeah. that. Like, what,
2: what, what does that do? Well, when you're swimming as a squid in, in your ink, uh, if you go maximum speed, you leave, like, a little wake uh-huh. And so it's very easy to pick up on an enemy when they're swimming because you can just see their wake. If you go about half speed, like if you just tilt the control stick a little bit, you obviously don't move very fast, but also you're stealthy and you don't make a wake. But there's an ability you can get on certain, on certain gear or you can roll it onto gear. And uh, it makes your... I think you swim like a slightly, like, like you know, like a 5% decrease in speed, but uh, you're stealth at all times when in ink. And so it's like super awesome because then you could just get a roller dive into like a big pool of your ink and just wait and when someone shows up just like stealth on up to him pop up and slap him in the face yes like, yeah that's, yes. I, I know that that people use that strategy pretty often and it is pretty brutal
1: yeah it is it's scary because all of a sudden you see someone pop up it's really good for constantly for, for people who do like the side squid kid action where they sweep mm-hmm. from side to side and keep popping out and shooting a through uh, a few shots and like you can kind of angle it real real nicely Uh, i don't know it's kind of like wall bouncing i I don't know i'm 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 tying them both together for some reason because i'm enjoying them um kind of equally the gears of war beta just came out so i'm like goofy um but yeah (laughs) it it, that i would love to see the silence uh swimmer on that now that that would be interesting just to go around someone and just oh man Oh, so it's, I like those abilities. I, I gotta, yeah. I gotta try them out.
2: There's a lot of there's a lot of good strategy that you get to start to pick up later in the game, especially when you get loadouts like uh, uh, the Kraken Roller has instead of a grenade, um, or in the grenade slot you have it's just called like a squid radar or something, and it's essentially just like a radar that you could put, but you could do your your teammate jump to it, so mm. you can like place it anywhere and if you your your whole team dies then you could jump behind enemy lines if you placed it back there and Uh, it's like super useful for getting that like sneaky like finish on a match where like they're like yeah we did it and they look at their map and they're like oh they got our whole base without
1: us noticing like that stupid tornado that people keep launching at the end of the match
2: (laughs) yeah that that thing is that's probably annoying i wouldn't say it's the strongest special ability but it's Easily the one that's, like, easiest to use to its full potential.
1: Zoning everything. It's used for everything. Even the win, okay? That changes the game as soon as people just throw out their tornadoes. They they save it. Oh, one minute left? Okay.
2: (laughs) You know what the the strat is that I use is uh, try and hit walkways that people usually, like, go over right at the start and then never come back to uh, with that bomb because people will, will like, not notice that, that you got that, and that's, like two extra percent on your side that they're never going to reclaim because they just don't remember that it's there right that's usually what i do i just like drop it on all the like weird
1: like walkways and surfaces that people forget about instead of the main areas and then the worst part is when you see it at the end of the match you see like yep. that random tornado like what 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 was this <laughs> yeah what's this <laughs> so good yeah so good. it's great it's a it's a good game it's uh, for people who haven't played it it's it's you would think that it's like, oh, OK, you know, all the Nintendo guys like it, but it's actually a pretty fun game. Um, you know, if you're into multiplayer, you might you might like this. You might like yeah. this. Go over to your yeah. friend's house and, and try it out or something like yeah, that. I
2: would recommend giving it a shot at the very least. It's pretty fun. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I, I really hope that there's going to be like a ranked team system soon or like a lobby system so I can play with my friends a little bit easier. But yeah, pretty fun.
1: Um, I'll so, be quick. Oh, okay. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah,
0: cause, cause, I mean, yeah, yeah. Because, well, because I
2: mean, Jimmy talked
1: about Splatoon, and, and I talked and about It sounds too. like you've been playing been Splatoon, Splatoon too. Yeah. but
0: but what have you been playing that's uh, not Splatoon?
1: That's not Splatoon. Um, I I was mostly out doing a conference and and helping with camera work, so I barely had time. But the the week I was in my house. I was playing some Gears of War three, no Gears of War one beta. It's the Ultimate Edition, Ultimate Collection, mm-hmm. but the beta version. I got inside the beta and been playing the heck out of that. Interesting, um, and it's it's really good. They, it's it's funny. Usually betas, I don't know this one had they had a good beta should i say i shouldn't compare it uh, they had a really good beta they constantly changed uh power um uh the weapon stats um uh the length of how the bullets fly um the, the connection and if people who have played Gears of War you know that Gears of War has connection issues a lot of stuff and they over the beginning from the beginning to the beta to the end like it just got better and better and better with each patch and Mm. i gotta say really good beta one of my favorite betas and of course i'm a gears of war guy it it was fun blasting people to to bits and you know (laughs) just want to say you know put my love for gears of war in there go ahead
0: take it away we man well no i was gonna ask like have they done much besides i guess like the facelift Oh, the HD. Is it, is it a good facelift?
1: Yeah, 1080p, 60fps, good facelift. No lagging on my end. Everything was pretty smooth. No frame drops, even in beta. You know that that could possibly change. We we know how console things can happen sometimes, especially multiplayer console <laughs> games. Sometimes the beta break. is better than the launch version. <laughs> right. It's really weird. It's really weird. And I I would never forget the last Microsoft big Microsoft release, uh, Halo halo uh collection master chief collection was horrible had a horrible release i mean you could not even play online (laughs) with your friends uh during the co-op missions you couldn't even do that they, they had a recent um statement
0: on twitter i think i hate how how twitter is like a legit source of info now but that's the way it is anyways they were talking about how um halo 4 no halo 5 we're at this time Uh, the guardians is going to be locked at 30 fps because of game logic they just like openly said that on twitter and everyone was like well
1: here we go again see see no 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 okay i now they're turning now they're turning me into one of those guys that says i need 60 fps that's they almost used it it as as like
0: a justification they were like we will be locking our game at 30 fps comma because otherwise, it won't work right due to the physics engine going nuts and the gameplay timing breaking. I, I don't
1: understand this though. Like, why don't they? And they were work like from thirty FPS up.
0: for gameplay reasons, and the Halo series has traditionally been been running at sixty up until number four. I want to say.
1: So, yeah. so, that's, so that was a great game. That was a great game. Mm, delicious. Well, the thing
0: also is, if they're locking it at um, thirty specifically oh. for for game logic reasons, because the the internal simulation behind the scenes is running at thirty fps, then mm. that opens the door for many, many more glitches when you're looking at a big scene full of explosions and the frame rate tanks. Because then all of those systems that are built to run at a 30 FPS tick are all of a sudden not, and they're going to get confused and shit's going to go nuts.
1: Yeah, that's and that's why every time... Ta-
0: if, if, if it's not, you know, like perfectly ironed out, which, I mean, not tying programming to FPS... Is, see and that's is, is the, an extra step to prevent that
1: that's the big issue and, and that's why like when someone says the game's gonna be in 30 fps i get scared because sometimes the game doesn't run smoothly all the time on uh, God, uh, 30 fps that. i was just watching a video of uh was it the batman arkham and yeah. uh, on a console uh, yeah, i think yeah, it was yeah, on ps4 that's it a thing was, yeah <laughs> i i heard the pc thing was bad but i was watching oh, on ps4 that's, that's going to be a thing and it dipped it dipped to like 28 and stuff and i'm like yeah sure yeah, that's two not frames too bad. but like it's just like it's dipping every couple minutes and i you know that was only that section and i'm like come on like i don't i i, I guess i guess it's okay I, it what i guess why i feel so strongly about it is cuz i um i recently got a ps4 for the for the birthday, um, my friend surf- uh, my my friend surprised me and I got Bloodborne with it. So mm-hmm. when I started playing Blood Bloodborne, the FBS tanked, and mm-hmm. it looked it does it in the opening horrible. area. It looks horrible.
0: the the, the, the first streets of Yarnum are fine, or no, they're not fine. They're they're a little a little uh, clunky when you look in the right direction. But then it'll um, be be well for a while when you're when you're working way past the bridge and and past Father Garfunkel. But then you walk a few rooms f- further into Old Yarnum, and all of a sudden, like you will. Uh, oh god! I had this weird glitch that not many other people were talking about, where during frame spikes, the music and the sounds would all jitter. Like my guy would grunt in the middle of a roll, and you would hear him go. As usual, but but if you did it in old Yarnum looking in the right angle, he would go oh, what the hell Because as the frames were, were skipping, they would like repeat the last frame's worth of sound effect <laughs> during the preceding frame without like wrapping it up in the previous frame. So you would get like a skipping effect, like you were shaking a CD in a walkman.
1: A horse? Oh my gosh. Weird. And and you're about to see
0: that. It it's literally like like I don't know, 4 hours into the game or so, you'll get to like Bloodborne's version of Blight Town where where the frame rate just just shits itself. Uh. And at the top of a very vertical oriented level when you're looking out at a vista that is still full of tall vertical buildings and and also smoke. I think there's some some smokestacks at the top of this level that 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 do it. 'Cause cause when you're running through these smokes, you'll you'll notice it. Especially it's almost like they didn't test this area because um yeah. if you load up uh some multiplayer and get a friend to come with you in this area, it it is borderline unplayable. And when I was playing it months ago too, i, I assume they've like patched it up since then, but they would like Apparently not. I, I don't I feel like if they had their priorities straight, they would have chosen to just Either get rid of these smokestacks altogether or vastly simplify the effect they were using. Because once you bring in another player, those, those smokestacks just like kill the frame rate to absurd
1: levels. Mm. I'll say one thing though. Like, I've only spent uh, three hours so far in there, and um, the wolves kept killing me. Don't you know when you get to that bridge and you have to walk across those two damn wolves or oh yeah wolf, those things kill me over and over again and I'm like maybe I'm not good at video games anymore because everything else was pretty easy. I only, this- I haven't died to anyone else other than the wolves and maybe that guy caught me by surprise that fat guy around the corner and he like all of a sudden he can move fast like for his size and I'm like yo bro like how, how are you doing that? He he like swings his sword all of a sudden, like totally different moveset than every other big guy there, and I'm like oh, kind of kind of all about like finding a
0: compromise, like getting used to a a sort of Metroidvania mindset. Like if there are really strong enemies blocking a path, then you might actually have more fun if you start looking around for alternate routes. Because there's a very clever shortcut that they hide behind some crates you can smash. I did will easily get you past those wolves. Yep. Because those wolves it. are definitely like a block. They're like a wall. Like on, on one level, I don't even know if you're supposed to kill them. When I first played through and didn't find the shortcut, I just sprinted past them and, and opened up a door and opened up another shortcut rather than actually fight those wolves, because those wolves are, are something else.
1: Well what 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 I realize is that the easy way to beat them was to throw Molotovs at them. And they instantly oh, yeah. die in well, two Molotovs. And I'm like, then, what? Then you run out what? of Molotovs
0: and you don't know what to do.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you, gotta, you, still, you still can, can screw yourself. Yeah. But it, it was good. F- when I went down that way, I found uh, another set of gear that was vastly better than the one I had on. I had to throw off my rags. And I was like, oh, yeah. Hunter said, "Yeah, yeah, the classic the, the Hunter, Hunter said
0: in the in the sewers." Yeah,
1: yeah, good. Good. So far, I've been enjoying. It. I I really don't like the FPS drop though. That really, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Well, I guess I'm a PC master race guy now. I don't know. Right,
0: and and you don't really know what it's like until you go to the other side. But you also didn't have to play it. I can't believe I just said you also didn't have to play it with the original loading screens, which was mm. a huge issue. The loading times were very very long. They might still be long. But what made it worse is that you just had a blank black screen that said Bloodborne <laughs> in the middle, <laughs> right? And it, now they have item descriptions, which is fine because it, it gives you something to look at spoilers. while you're waiting. And well, joking, it's okay because you're supposed to read the yeah. item descriptions and not anyway. know what the
1: hell's going on until
0: you piece it together with stuff I, you see.
1: For anybody who wants to know, it's the loading. The loading screens are not so noticeable anymore. Uh, to me, yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. they're not noticeable. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Oh, there and you go. you might
0: not notice it, too, because you have something to read. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. which is just like a big help, like a placebo. Even if they didn't improve the loading times, it at least give you something to look at.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but anyways, we're going to head out for a quick bathroom break very quick and then get into the news. I mentioned how Batman was going to be a thing. Batman's going to be a thing in a few minutes after these messages. Bush. Let's say you come across an evil tree.
2: You again? By yourself, you're in trouble. <laughs> But if there were 10 of you, 10 is better than one. It's the same with Kirby Mass Attack. You can control a mob of up to 10 Kirbys to overcome obstacles, pummel your enemies, and uncover secret paths. It's a mass attack. Kirby Mass Attack for Nintendo DS. Rated E for everyone.
0: Batman is a thing. Uh so this is the first time in recent memory maybe ever that I think I have if I live to see a game get retroactively delayed after its launch then like <laughs> I mean that that seems that seems like a,
1: a historical moment. What? Delayed like, after launch?
0: Yeah, okay. So, um I you you have talked about how the PC version of Batman Arkham Knight is having some very very yeah. serious optimization issues. Um apparently it released being locked to 30 FPS, which of course people didn't like. But apparently it also has some absolutely stupid absurd system requirements that make it borderline unplayable on most of the consumers PCs. The issue got a shitload of controversy and news. I think because i haven't really seen much of these stories beyond the headline because i spent the whole week playing the witcher and reading the witcher and not doing much else but um the latest development in this story is a uh, statement they released earlier today in which they say they're going to suspend sales of the pc version of this game if all these issues don't get patched up in time Ooh.
2: No, they have
0: suspended sales. They they have they went through with it? Oh Yeah, sales are as far as oh. I know, sales
2: are suspended and they're they're encouraging people to get refunds.
0: Yeah, I'm reading this thing right now. I'm uh, glad you want pre-order. to apologize. I yeah, just just don't. It's not hard to not pre-order stuff, but... We want to apologize to those of you who are experiencing performance issues with Batman Arkham Knight on PC. We take these issues very seriously and have therefore decided to suspend future game sales of the PC version while we work to address these issues to satisfy our quality standards.
2: Mm. Yeah, they did it. Yeah. I mean... Like... I- there's plenty of room around a story like this to be cynical, but I, I just I think I'm just going to say, you know, good job, Warner Brothers and and yeah, like you you noticed that everyone hates your shitty broken PC port and I'm glad you're taking steps to fix that and make it okay. Or I mean, at least like make it right in in a small sense. Like obviously the launch already happened, people already lost money and blah blah, blah but Like I said, in that statement, they're encouraging people to to use Steam's refund thing, get their refunds, and wait for the fixed version to come out.
1: So, I I applaud them. Oh, it's... All right, so at least on like I'm looking at PS4, uh, PS4, you know, it has like a 90 uh, score uh, average. So uh, the, of course the PC scores are horrible. So <laughs> at least it is a good game. From is is anyone saying that it, at least it's a good game? Because I'm a little bit, a little bit scared. From,
2: from what I hear from friends who are playing it, uh, some of some of my friends are saying that this is easily the best in the series, if not like a great in video game, like a fantastic video game which is I mean I think that's a stretch because I read a lot of reviews that also said this is more of the same Mm. so more of the same is kind of good Uh, yeah well like here's the thing it's if it's more of the same then I wouldn't give it a 10 out of 10 which is what Oh, yeah, that. that's just people. I don't, I yeah, don't believe in perfect yeah. games. I believe in yeah. good
1: games and really, really good games. But, I mean, everyone's – it's all an opinion to me anyway, and that's why no, yeah, we, no, everyone I, read I, those I, scores, right? Yeah. I'm
2: saying – but, like, I'm saying, like, there was a site that was, like, their review time. amounted to uh, more of the same Batman game that we've already played, 10 out of 10, and it was like, oh, okay. Oh,
1: I see what you're saying. Um, okay. But, but, like, even then, that's yeah. that's not,
2: like, distressing
0: because the previous two rock Study Batman games had – excellent pc ports I, I mean i don't know if you guys played it on pc or yes, not but i I, did. I
2: played the original one on xbox i own asylum and city on pc but i haven't played them
0: you you can probably run both of those like easily on on a potato book well T- i don't yeah, know they... you might you might not be able to crank city all the way up but but arkham asylum runs it ran at like 9 billion fps at the time on <laughs> on my really old original graphics card from 2006. They were pretty think, solid. When, when that came up around like 2009, I think. And um, Arkham City also runs very, very well, but also came with a whole bunch of like, well, at the time it was next gen, but now current gen, like level quality physics features and and like um, uh, some volumetric fog and tessellation that was totally optional. That even when you turned on, didn't bloodborne up your frame rate. They all they all played very very sharp and smooth. Nice. Very very nice button prompts. <laughs> there wasn't anything wrong with the PC ports of Asylum and City. In fact, they were like shining examples of how to do a good PC port. And then Arkham Origin came along oh, and had right. a whole lot of bugs on PC. Yeah. And now Arkham Knight has come along and has straight up been like recalled <laughs> from PC, which is hilarious.
1: This is I think this is hilarious. It's Yeah. I I it's it's sad though. The point I was getting at is All those people who like to play their games, you know, with a solid FPS, um, with at least over 30, right? You know, average people play there is like around 50-ish right there. Maybe they won't quite get 60 uh, for for the average, like um, more than savvy tech guy who likes to beef up their PC. Um, And they're not going to be able to play it. No PC guys are going to be able to play it. And it's sad because most people like to play their games you know, with with the graphics beefed up, with a decent frame rate, and now they're not. And I'm pretty sure I'm I'm one of those guys who who like that. You know, I, yeah, sure, I'll play a game on console, but I kind of rather get it for PC and 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 experience it with you know wh- how the developers intended it to be. I guess, mm-hmm. I guess yeah, intended it on PC anyway. You know, with the graphics turned up and everything, and looking all beautiful. Like not not being able to play The Witcher on Super Ultra. You know, it, well, OK, I didn't get to play it on Super Ultra, but I got to at least played on high <laughs> and it was a good experience. Imagine playing that junk on low Mm-mm. like it, yeah. you know, a console, basically. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways.
0: Um, so speaking of, of things getting like borderline quasi recalled, a very, very bizarre story came out this morning that is also something that I'm not really uh, caught up on. So Apple has removed mm. all games using the 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 old Confederate flag. <laughs> um for for I don't know, this is like a super duper American thing, and I know we have international listeners, but, but the very the very briefly lived Confederate States of America yeah. uh, has has this flag that has been kind of repurposed over over years in the future for uh, very very weird purposes some more some more legit than others but anyways um apparently a racist guy in south carolina shot a bunch of black people in a church and and that's caused fervor over the usage of this flag flying at the state at, at various governmental state buildings in, right. in south carolina which is a very familiar controversy that that us in the South have to deal with a lot. Like I remember, wait, no, you were living in Florida at the time, Matt. But when I was a kid, they they changed the Georgia flag because they still had these stripes on it up until like Jeez.
2: 1999, I think. Yeah, and um, essentially for for any foreign listeners who don't who don't know the the Confederate flag essentially represents the rebellious South in the mm-hmm. civil in the United States Civil War who are generally associated with like the flag is generally associated with racism and and and, and, and slavery like and, i so, mean like and, re- and rebellion <laughs> against the US government.
0: And people so still hang for, their flags, for, guys.
1: People still hang and, their and, flags. And
0: they do. There are a lot of people who like see it as, as a sign of, of their pride and their right. southern heritage, which the rest of us can can fairly easily laugh at. But but that's that's okay because um everyone just, just easily laughs at it and, and doesn't make them stop. But anyways, uh, the thing is on the App Store they had a few a few games that were actually like fairly straightforward like borderline edutainment strategy war games that that have been taken down because of of this this move over this fairly recent controversy over a very 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 old flag representing a very very briefly lived well not not really because i mean slavery was around for a while but the actual confederacy wasn't for just like yeah the, the years of the war but anyways whatever um there's there's this game called Gettysburg Ultimate General that has a great PC version. I don't know what the tablet version is like, but I've had people like recommend it to me personally. But as um a a kind of Civil War era version of Total War. And the thing is these these things are usually played fairly straight. It's it's just like I don't know, nameless, very distant, very abstracted, lines of soldiers with the flag floating above them as as a kind of representation of of these historical battles. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's it's not exactly super offensive or mean-spirited no matter what the flag represents, yeah. which is Apple's justification for taking this game down.
2: Essentially, as far as this issue goes for if it's like unclear to anybody just think of it this way, would you want the would you want Wolfenstein taken off the shelves because it features swastikas and Nazi imagery in it? Because and, I would say no. In because... you
0: have to. They're super duper sensitive about that. Okay, well, like, granted. And, but... and I'm not saying that's a good thing, but but it definitely, like, depends on, on location, I guess, how the people are going to take it. Which is still a whole other matter from whether or not the government's going to enforce it or the individual stores. Because yeah. in this case, it's just the app store. And... Everyone is, like, rallying against how stupid this is because the game itself is, like I said, playing it fairly straight. It's borderline edutainment. People have used it in classrooms to help teach
2: history. Right. I mean, like, I think in this case, this isn't censorship because it's just Apple doing their thing. It's not a government saying, like, Confederate flags can't be in games anymore. They well, just, it's just like Apple
0: censoring their own thing. It's not
2: really censorship, though. It's just it's like... kind... They're choosing not to sell the games that feature this. However stupid their decision is, I wouldn't say it's censorship, because they're not trying to like hide them. Like these games still exist and they can exist and it's those people's rights to make and sell the games. But if their platform doesn't want to have them, that's fine. However, I think that it's completely unwarranted because obviously, like, I think we're all in agreement that like this this is not a game that's like yeah, kill the blacks. Like, no, it's it's a game about the Civil War, and you actually fight against the Confederate in this it, game. So, or, or vice versa. I don't know. Like, everyone will generally agree
0: that, that the Confederates were were well. I don't. No, everyone won't generally agree that they were the bad guys in this conflict. But, but is, that is always implied. Well, considering I mean, what
2: they were fighting for. Here, here's my take on that. Whether you agree or not that they were the bad guys, they were also still the losers, and that's not debatable.
0: Anyways, this, uh, this story actually has an update. Um, so I, I literally saw this while we were talking earlier. <laughs> is this but, from, uh, um, from The Verge? Yeah, yeah, The Verge has released an article, literally when we started recording, saying that Civil ga- civil War games with educational or historical value won't be banned, says Apple, mm. which is what, what this thing would would fall in line with. Um, so let's see. Do we have quotes here? We have removed apps from the App Store that use the Confederate flag in an offensive or mean-spirited way, which is in violation of our guidelines. We are not removing apps that display the Confederate flag for educational or historical uses.
2: Yeah, but then it goes on to say that Ultimate General Gettysburg got removed, and there's no telling if they can, like, appeal their removal or not, which is definitely an edutainment game.
0: Yeah, I think what they're going to have to do is sort through it on a case-by-case basis, which is still silly. Yeah. So, Apple has a very, a very harsh, weird policy about curating its App Store. Like, um, they they have very different rules for games versus movies and books, which I think is kind of silly, but also reminds me of a couple other controversies that have happened on the App Store in previous. The, app, the Apple version of Papers, Please, for example, had, had to have, like, this totally unsexy and very mood-setting nudity... Uh, censored out that they later backpedaled on. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another game about uh, the Civil War that was going on now last year and still going on in Syria that they took off the store. Like things with with political weight or or like very, I guess, kind of mild taboo breaking mm-hmm. don't aren't treated well on the App Store. It's absolutely weird though that you have something that this game this this Gettysburg game that would turn no heads elsewhere yeah. is all of a sudden at, at the center of an Apple controversy
2: mm-hmm.
0: so yeah like, yeah like Syria I don't know I mean that's you know I, I, I don't really want to say harsh or understandable but there are people who are like involved in that right now yeah. the American Civil War on the other hand that's like 130 years ago yeah it's it's everyone who's involved has been dead and
2: buried, and and the rest of us just kind of have to deal with it or get over it. Yeah, I mean, I think we've said what needs to be said on this. It's pretty cut and dry as far as I'm and, concerned. And they
0: may be backpedaling depending on on what happens as the day goes on. Because um, there are updates happening literally while we're talking about it. This is breaking stuff at 5.40 p.m. ET, which is just 15 minutes before we started. Uh, TechCrunch has released a story saying that Apple is, is actually working with individual developers to get their games reinstated.
2: I mean, that's still bullshit that they got it taken <laughs> off in the first place. Potentially yeah. losing um, source of revenue over yeah. um, overzealous, completely unwarranted bullshit. But hey, you know.
0: Uh, so our last story for the day, unless, well, Jimmy actually has something to follow up after this, but before then I wanted to very quickly talk about the Shinmu 3 Kickstarter. Yeah, Which I very briefly talked about in the E3 video. This thing looked, it looked really weird. I don't want to say good or bad. It's just like fishy from, from the very beginning when they revealed it on, on the stage at the Sony E3 press conference. Now... After like a week of weird back and forth quotes and, and shoddily translated Famitsu interviews, we've had some quotes from Yu Suzuki that have. Well, Yu Suzuki and Geo Corsi and Adam Boys are like the trio of people who, who say conflicting things about the Shinmu Kickstarter. Today, we have Yu Suzuki upstating the Kickstarter itself with um, some quotes that actually do seem to clarify their relationship with Sony. Um, he's saying that they've been thinking about shinmu 3 for years, and Kickstarter seems like the best way out. Uh, Sony and Shibuya Productions are going to be supporting Shinmu 3 with uh, their assistance on production and marketing. Mm-hmm. And Sony's going to be giving some publishing support as well, they say. It's still not unclear. They're not going to give an exact percentage of, of what this game's budget is coming from, Kickstarter versus other publishers, until, like... Long after it's dead and buried, during a post mortem or something, they would really only want to go into that because revealing that would only only hurt it in the short term. Um, but I guess like we have confirmation now of a lot of things. It's that the Kickstarter money is going to be going to development, and that they are also being supported at the same time by by Sony and Shibuya Productions. So, we do have confirmation of a couple of things with this, um, this, this statement, this Kickstarter update. And that is that the Kickstarter funds are going to be used for development. It's not like, like, uh, going straight towards marketing or, or any kind of publicity campaigns. It's like a $3 million bonus in addition to what they're getting from other publishers, which is where the ethics of this thing get murky. I don't really know if it's like good or bad, cause, cause it's Shinmu 3, like, of any big game projects that could use a a boost or a pitch or a bonus from Kickstarter, like Shinmue Three is is the one. Mm. But at the same time, it it just kind of mm, like like puts a little a little stab a little paper cut in the idealistic image that people started getting into Kickstarter with about this thing being able to find truly independent games because Shinmu 3 is not going to be one of those mm-hmm. even though they still might be getting a good deal more control over this project than they would have without it they have this fan money being used for like a lot of secondary purposes not necessarily spent but still being used for things like gauging the scope of the game um, getting investors interested in in the first place while proving the fans' interest in this project, and also setting the size, scope and fidelity goals for it, getting fast and early investment as opposed to spending years securing these funds. I, I, and also finally developing the game at like the last point on that list of things these these dollars accomplish symbolically, if not practically.
1: I, I had the weirdest reaction because when I saw it, I was like, oh, my gosh, MU3. Like, something I was dreaming of ever since finishing the second one years ago. Um, and I thought it would never come. But then they, they put up the trailer, and then they said that it's a Kickstarter. And I was just – it's just so weird. It's the first time it's been done in front of, like – e3 conference like one of the biggest conferences e3 and like what kickstarter like and you had a time slot for shim u3 like i don't know you know and then of course you know that's where the whole story began but it's still like one of of the weirdest reactions i've ever seen i wonder if this is going to become a thing now where uh you know people are just going to be like oh you guys want to see this game give us money you know, and and it will be become the normal thing, like kind wh- of like wh- what feels is. Like it's it would r- be shitty
0: for any game that's not Shinmue three, because <laughs> the first two games were like commercial failures. Like they were they they lost a lot of money on them. And they were pretty. Like, bad There's no reason anyone <laughs> should want to make a, a, a mu three and invest millions in this thing unless they like seriously ham up the marketing. Re-release the first two games and I, I I don't just pour a huge amount of marketing into this budget because it's this like weird, highly Japanese um like life simulator plus fighting game mm. RPG. Mm-hmm. With with a lot of culture shock and, and in the first two games there's there's a lot of bad voice acting it it doesn't exactly bad. translate well on a global stage even though they poured the highest video game budgets of the time into those first two games yeah it, it, it's and yeah so so doing a third is like thinkable on nowadays especially with with the higher stakes of making a big triple A game and having ha- having fan interest proven by a Kickstarter for if not a true Shinmu sequel, then at least something that wraps up the story, it 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 seems like the only way to go. Like proving that if the publishers, or if not the publishers, if if they truly were doing this game independently, proving to those people that a massive marketing campaign would actually be able to put a Shinmu game in the clear by having a Kickstarter Prove how much interest there is and just scaling that passion up if possible I, I i don't see it going any other way it still feels surreal that we're even talking about this
1: game i i wonder yeah. if it would have sold as much i mean i'm well we don't know how it's going to sell now but i wonder if it would have been a popular story or it would have done well if it wasn't on kickstarter you know, like 45,000 people back this, and it's, it's about to hit 4 million. You know, it's that. Uh, and I'm wondering
0: if it wouldn't have done that if it wasn't on Sony's E3 show. Like, people were arguing over the past week whether or not Sony was, was truly helping publish this game at all. But even then, like, I, I don't feel like it's honest to say that they haven't already. Because they put it on their stage during E3, yeah, which is nuts. Well, I mean, maybe not nuts. It's unprecedented. <laughs> it definitely hasn't happened before, and it feels weird and scary seeing it happen now. But it's uh, it's it, it it actually they they went and did it.
1: The success of this is going to change a lot of things for the future. It's going to happen again, and it might on be Microsoft. One level, I hope it, it doesn't. Be- on
0: another level, I hope it. It just yeah, it really depending on, depends the game, right? on, on the game, right?
1: Yeah. Right, right. But I I can't wait to play one and two again because I remember how bad it was, but I enjoyed the heck out of it. I enjoy a lot of bad things, you know. Like a lot of people think Kingdom Hearts is bad, and I enjoy the hell out of that. Yeah, you know? so I, I I can't wait to play through this again. I tried to buy this on eBay, and they're like a hundred something dollars for each game. So nope. I'm waiting for the HD remix. Oh, and they
0: jumped up even worse. I don't I, when I don't when they wait. announced the um yep. yep the the third one yep. Also the 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 other thing, like it wasn't weird just seeing it being on the stage, like as a as a Kickstarter pitch, in it, itself. If you go if you went on their page when they first announced it it was a very very strange kickstarter to look at by kickstarter standards like two million dollars is a shitload to ask in kickstarter money but it's also not a lot of money in shinmu money Mm -hmm. and their stretch goals were these incredibly weird subtitle editions for for like a couple hundred thousand dollars with each interval after after reaching a two million dollar goal in the first place, which which is weird for two very conflicting and different reasons, it's so strange. Yeah, it's so strange. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's really weird, you guys. Mm.
1: I want some shimyu.
0: You do? Yeah. I'm gonna be replaying them and seeing
1: if they hold up. They don't. What? What you have? What do you have them?
0: Well, I
1: used to. Oh, George. George, no. I still have my Dreamcast, man. So do I. It's gonna happen. Mine, mine just broke. I was playing Power Stone and it just broke. It broke <laughs> while you were playing Power Stone? Yeah, man. Power Stone is like the best game ever. <laughs> and it broke. And I can't play it Does anymore. Does Power Stone count as a Smash clone? Eh, no, it's not the same. What, you have to collect uh, well, three it's... Smash balls to, to, to change into a powerful being? No. No.
0: There are random items, like, kind of splashed around the stage that you hit each other with. It's like a yes. good party fighter brawler.
1: It's different, though. It's different. It was unique for its time, I think. It was unique yeah. for its time. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Well, anyways, um, that that wraps us up for this week. mm mm-hmm. uh, If uh, you would like to tune in again next week, please do. I don't think any of us will be complaining. No, not at all. <laughs> Uh, we will we will get to talk about Destiny and also see how this this Civil War thing on the App Store wraps up. But until then, feel free to have a lovely evening, everyone. Good night. We all know I will you will. See George. you all next time. I'll try my darndest.
1: <laughs> Bye, I will try my darndest. Bye.
0: Goodbye. Bye. Bye.